Welcome to the Manifest Your Best Life podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, co-founder of the Manifesting Academy, successful seven-figure entrepreneur, and I'm also a mother of four children. I believe that you're here right now for a reason. So if you want to manifest more abundance, more joy, more love, and more meaning into your life, then I know that you're in the right place at the right time. Each week, I'll deliver a dose of authentic motivation for you to not only activate your intuition, but raise your vibration, empower your emotions, and get inspired to manifest your best life. Are you ready? This is going to be fun. Let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome back or welcome to today's episode of the Sarah Prout podcast. As always, it is an absolute pleasure and an honor to be able to spend this time with you. What I love hearing from is the community of so many of you around the world from so many different countries that message me or reach out to my team and say that it's just one tiny concept or idea that's really helped you on your manifesting journey. But today I'm not going to be speaking about manifesting so much. We're going to step aside from the woo-woo a little bit and merge more into the mindset elements of creating your own reality. And this episode title today was actually inspired by a quote that is on the wall of my daughter's all three of them, their Taekwondo studio. And I would love to be able to give proper attribution to the person that first said this quote, but I'm unable to find it. So if you would send me a message, if you can, if you know the source or you know of the person who said this quote, then I would be happy to add the appropriate attribution. And the quote is this, it is, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. If it doesn't challenge you, then it doesn't change you. And I wrote about this actually in my book called Dear Universe. And I quite often think about this concept, but sometimes I have these blocks of self-sabotage come up that are very resistant to being challenged. And what I mean by that is perhaps starting a new workout routine or, uh, you know, deciding on eating cleaner or whatever that is. And I'm such a, how do I put this? A personal development nerd. (laughs) I love so often to try new things, but for me, consistency is challenging. And in that challenge is the change. And that's why I felt inspired to record this podcast episode today to share with you some of the ways in my own life and in the ways of some of my students that I've seen challenge be a really powerful catalyst to manifest change. My husband, Sean, has been doing Taekwondo since he was a little boy. (laughs) Now he's a 36-year-old grown-up man. (laughs) And he has, I think it's his third degree black belt. And so he's very passionate about sharing the martial art of Taekwondo with our girls. We have three daughters that we're raising at the moment. Um, Our son Thomas is nearly 20, so he's 
out of the nest now. So it's a different dynamic. And for anyone that's ever had an adult child move out of the home, you know what it's like going through that first year where there's someone missing. Somebody's not there as much as they used to be. Um, And so there's a different dynamic in the household. And all three of my daughters, Lulu, Ava and Olivia, they all do Taekwondo. And last weekend, they were part of a competition where they actually won these medals. And I was sitting there, you know, with the other parents and just, you know, cheering on our kids. And I looked at this phrase on the wall, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And each child in the different age bracket of competition, now Ava is four, so she was in like the four to six age group. And Lulu is six, so she was in the six to eight age group. So we had to sit through, well, we got to sit through (laughs) two different rounds of the competition. And the first stage of the competition, each child had to come up separately to do their freestyle nunchuck routine, which is really so cute to see these little kids do this and the level of determination they have. And then the second round of the contest is that they had to use a kick, a round kick or a side kick with a foot pad on, of course, to break a solid board of wood. And so I could see my kids um, sitting there Lulu was the first one to do that. And then Ava was the second. Actually, it was the other way around. Ava was in the first batch of the contest and then Lulu was in the second. And before each each um, time the child had to go up, I could almost sense some of the trepidation and anxiety. And then I realized, well, you know what, Sarah, that might be a projection of how you used to feel when you were a child, that that doesn't mean that they're experiencing that because they can get up with so much confidence. And But it's a challenge. They're worried, these kids, that they may not break the board on the first time. And there's some kids that I've seen that have had to do it repeatedly over and over again while the crowd is chanting, break that board, break that board. And they're chanting the kid's name like Lulu, Lulu. And so when Ava first got up, I'm like, oh gosh, she's only four years old and she may not have, you know, a strong enough kick that looks like a pretty thick, solid piece of wood. And sure enough, on the first one, she broke the board. And I looked over at Sean and he's like, oh, I feel like I'm going to cry. This is such a momentous occasion. And then Lulu had her turn and she managed to break it on the very first try as well. And again, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And I thought to myself, you know, oh gosh, I, I probably wouldn't get up in front of a whole bunch of people and kick a, kick a board and break it. I'm not a Taekwondo person. Maybe I will be one day. But there are other areas of my life that I have been focusing on consistency that has really challenged me. One of them is physical activity and working out. I historically have not been able to get past the uh, beginner's enthusiasm. You know, I'll join a gym and I'll go for a month and then I'll get bored. And then this was what was really interesting. I just read a book on trauma And the book is called The Body Keeps Score, Brain, Mind and Body in the Healing of Trauma. And it is by an author named Bessel van der Kolk, I think, MD. And look it up on Amazon if you have ever experienced any kind of trauma in your life. And, you know, I know this is a very serious topic and one that I don't take lightly. But when I read this book, I found that there was a correlation between my resistance to physicality as in working out and being consistent with it and also the trauma that I've experienced in my life. 
And the book has some incredible studies in there. And I mentioned this in my last podcast episode last week that speaks how there is a beautiful healing component when somebody that has experienced trauma, whether it's violence or sexual or emotional trauma or whatever it is, when they do yoga, the subject, and they they ran lots of tests, is more grounded in their body. And so I read this over, I think it was, two weeks ago and I decided that I would start doing yoga and today I've done yoga whether it's five minutes or 25 minutes or 45 minutes for seven consecutive days and what I've noticed is that there's this waking up process in the challenge in the challenge of showing up to the mat every single day it's like the the missing element of self-care that I have always been asking for but I've never been able to find And so when I started doing this, I noticed that I wanted to eat differently. I mean, I'm a pretty clean eater anyway, but I just wanted to start really seeing the results in my body and I could start seeing more clarity in my eyes. I mean, this is just after a week (laughs) and I'm pretty optimistic this time that I will stick to it. Let's just put it that way. And then I decided that I wanted to start to learn Spanish And I've never had that level of desire to study another language since I was a kid. I did six years of Japanese when I was a kid and I was up for the challenge. So when I, uh, how do I put it, unlocked a code within my body of showing up with a sense of self-care, not for weight loss or transformation, it's more for flexibility and for kindness to myself. And when I did that, all of a sudden I wanted to learn Spanish. And then all of a sudden I wanted to explore more mystical concepts. And so I got myself a subscription to Gaia, which is an incredible, it's like um, Netflix, but it's got all of these different documentaries and incredible series on, you know, the mystical nature of the universe, which you guys know that I love. And it was really starting to fill up my cup as another level of self-care. But it was incredible once I was up for the challenge to be present in my body, how these other elements just started to appear and my senses started to amplify. My intuition began to amplify. And, um, you know, this is this is where there's this beautiful opportunity as human beings to lean into the challenges with the notion of self-care and not doing it from the space of seeking approval from other people. You know, I've joined a gym before because I might've had a photo shoot coming up or something like that. I don't care about that stuff. I would rather be grounded in my body and processing my emotions in, in real time with the magic of the present moment and using that as a call to a challenge, right? And it doesn't have to be like a, a super, um, you know, competitive challenge. It's just being kind to yourself. If you reframe the word uh, challenge with self-compassion, that really helps to drive home the power of consistency. The other element that I have never considered because of my self-sabotaging habits when it comes to challenge and all of that kind of stuff is the element of presence, which is with consistency. It will, it walks very closely together with consistency because you have to be present to be consistent. You have to be up to date in the now to 
keep that momentum. And that I believe is why so many of those apps have like uh, streaks. <laughs> I, I'm doing the Peloton app with my yoga right now. And it gave me this little badge metal thing <laughs> that said uh, seven days of yoga, even though I've done 10 workouts or whatever in the last week, seven consistent days. That was my streak. And in positive psychology, this is called reinforcement. You may have heard of the uh, the famous psychologist Pavlov, who had this experiment called Pavlov's dogs, where he trained them, the dogs to salivate when they, uh, in response to a bell instead of the meat powder, well, that's called positive reinforcement. You see something that you really like and you mentally, uh, you line it up with the outcome of, of how you want to feel and, and really moving you forward. And for me, when I saw this little badge in my Peloton app, I was like, oh, I did seven days. Maybe I can do 10 days. Maybe I can do 365 days. And then the voice of doubt rises up and it's like, oh, but Sarah, you've got this pattern of self-sabotage. No, I don't. Because tomorrow I remember how I feel when I do yoga and when I don't do yoga. And what I've noticed is this beautiful sense of clarity beginning to show up. And you'll find this with anything that you choose to do on a regular basis. I remember when uh, Sean and I lived in this beautiful home last year before we moved to the Hamptons and then back to Vegas, we had this exquisite home, a rental home that was just absolutely amazing. And it had this beautiful backyard pool and a jacuzzi. And every night we would have the ritual of doing a cold plunge. So in the height of winter, we would get into the cold water and then get into the really hot jacuzzi. And that was something that we did consistently that made us fe- made us feel amazing. There was something on a cellular level. And again, that was the closest thing that I got to, to um, being anchored in my body. And for anybody that has experienced trauma, this is so important to get out of your head and into your body, to dance, to be in your skin, to be comfortable in who you are. Because when we don't, honor the vehicle that carries us through life, then things tend to get a little bit complicated. And I know for many years, I was very checked out from my body. And I know I've just said, oh, I've done seven days of yoga. I mean, that's really, you know, (laughs) doesn't need to be celebrated, but it's just to show you that there is power in even tiny changes. And to celebrate these tiny milestones is incredibly important. And you you must learn to do that in your own life with whatever you can show up and do consistently. Now, this is one of the reasons I absolutely adore one of my products, which is the most popular one that we have ever released called the Ancient Manifesting Ritual. Now, you can go to sarahprout.com forward slash shop for all of the details. Or if you are a member of the Manifesting Academy, you get it completely free with all of the other hundreds of pieces of material inside the Manifesting Academy that I've been uh, putting, putting in there over the last four years. But the Ancient Manifesting Ritual is about consistency. It's about imprinting your subconscious mind by showing up consistently for five days. That's all it asks of you. And what it will give you at the end of that time is a new signal or a frequency that's sent out to the universe for the universe to respond to. Now, remember, 
we're always talking about imprinting the field, the field of infinite potential. But just remember that you are the field. And when you challenge that field, when you show up to that field with a different pattern, you will get different results. And so when I tie this all into the theme of today's episode, if it doesn't challenge you, then it doesn't change you. You can change it to this as well. If you don't change the pattern, you will stay the same. And this applies to anything that you do in life. You cannot change just by doing nothing. You will change, but it won't be consciously. But it's the awareness that you bring to it that will be the subtle difference between closing that gap between whatever it is that you want and that ultimate manifestation. There's a reason why um, people have written so many blog posts or books or free resources about um, the, the top habits of millionaires or billionaires or successful people. And I can guarantee you that on those lists, It says that they have consistency dialed in, that they're always willing to show up for a challenge. And especially as entrepreneurs, which a lot of millionaires and billionaires start out as, entrepreneurs are up for the challenge because I'm telling you from personal experience, there is absolutely nothing more challenging than coming up with a new product idea and then selling it, right? And then figuring out who you're going to serve and the impact that you're going to make in people's lives. Because here's the thing, there are so many things that are created that are very hit and miss. People create things because they believe or they think or they intuitively feel, which by the way, I'm not discounting that. It's just something that is often overlooked and people wonder why they've got tumbleweeds or uh, crickets chirping because nobody's coming to their webpage to check out their stuff. It's because of this reason they don't show up for the challenge of doing the research and offering a different pattern in the work that they do. When you interrupt the pattern, you change the result. But when you interrupt the pattern, you have to then create a pattern of interruption if that makes sense. So let's just say you are, you know, always focusing on doing arm workouts, always doing those bicep curls or whatever it is. (laughs) And you neglect to do squats to take care of your legs and your butt cheeks. (laughs) Um, There's, there's got to be a balance. There has to be a balance in the pattern that you're offering. You will see results, but they may not be the results that you want. So get clear about what you want. Show up and challenge yourself. Be willing to challenge yourself to new things because even if it's not in the area of uh, expertise, even if it has nothing to do with your line of business or your line of work and you challenge yourself to do something out of your comfort zone, it will have an impact on the rest of your life, on the different categories of your life experience. Anyway, I hope that helps. And remember, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you would be so kind as to leave me a review on the podcasting platform you are currently listening to this show on, that would mean the world to me. Uh, Lots of love and happy manifesting. Bye for now. Hey guys, I want to tell you about my brand new course called Manifesting and the Moon. I'm so excited about this. This course invites you to supercharge the divine energy of the moon to magnify your intentions, release sabotaging beliefs, and amplify your manifestations so you can leverage the powerful influence of either the new or the full moon with two magnetic rituals and also to create the sacred space that you need to ask 
ask the universe for what you really want. So go and check it out at sarahprout.com forward slash moon. That's sarahprout.com forward slash moon. And I can't wait for you to join me for manifesting and the moon. As we end today's episode, I just have one more thing to ask you. If you would be so kind as to leave a review on the podcasting platform that you listen to this show on, that would mean the world to me because it helps support my mission of getting the energy and the message of emotional empowerment out to as many people as possible. So go ahead, leave a review and know that you are putting amazing energy out there, sharing the love, paying it forward, and you're also empowering yourself to remember that anything is possible and that you can manifest your best life. So thank you so much for being part of this community. Lots of love and I will connect with you again very soon. Bye for now.